welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 132, April 7, 2019. We are going to start this service worshiping the Lord with our prayer. So I invite you to stand up. Thank you. And let's give thanks to our Lord. Father, we love you. We adore you. And we are happy to be alive, Lord. We are happy to be in your house worshiping you. And we are happy also, Lord, that we can sing to you. Receive the songs that we give you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friend. I am a friend of God. 
Try to, to express to him how much you love him, how much you appreciate life and forgiveness. Lift up your hands. Try to touch heaven. He is here. The Holy Spirit is present here in this place. And he deserves our adoration. you are Lord we love you Lord we love you Lord Father I pray that in this very moment your anointing will come to heal our bodies if you need healing in your body lift up your hands 
and believe that He is healing you. He is giving you the power to be healed, whatever the problem is. If you are going through depression, just claim that you are free of the depression. If you are hurting for something in your body, just believe that He is healing you right now. Receive that healing of God. The healing in your emotions, the healing in your mental health, healing in your home, healing in your finances. He can do all those things because He is God. You are Lord God Almighty. And we receive your blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we want to give you now what belongs to you, Lord. You did it great, Lord, one more month. You paid all our bills. And we want to give you as part of our worship, Lord, the money that you deserve, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For our viewers and listeners, please feel free to go to our website, thechurch.us, and then you will find a link so you can give online. And also, if you prefer to do it through a text message, the phone number is 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. To our viewers and listeners, we say hello. Today, worship service number 132, April 7th, 2019. The title of today's message is Plowing. Here in Victory Church, we are very happy to be with you through the screen, through the audio podcast, and of course, to everyone of our members. I hope that you are grabbing the bulletin. If not, this is the moment, please. Maybe Melanie can get some bulletins and make sure everyone gets one. My friend, you are watching. I want to invite you go to the website quickly, vchurch.us, and look for the tab bulletins. Click there and download the bulletin of today's message. You will like the notes there, and of course, you can print it as well, etc. Okay. This picture actually is such a wonderful memory to me, because maybe you know that I was born in Guatemala, actually in a coffee farm, very rural area, poor according with certain standards, but rich in reality, because the, the land, the soil is so fertile, fertile. You know, even if you are not planting anything, you are eating a fruit and you just drop the seed, next day there is a tree there. I mean, it's that great. It's really good. It's very, very beautiful. And I saw many times cows and farmers and ranchers and all that. It's just the reality of many countries. And actually here in America, still, you know, we have plenty of farms. Now, the process has changed, as you know. But it's a beautiful image that I wanted to share with you this morning. 
The scripture of today is in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. And if you allow me, please read with me. Let's all together. Jesus said, anyone who begins to plow a field but looks back is not prepared for God's kingdom. Luke 9.62. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This scripture has two applications. One application is entirely about work and business. And the other application is the spiritual application is about God's kingdom. So I'm going to go quickly to share with you wonderful things and First of all, in the work and business environment. And if you have your bulletin, let's get ready to write. What is the right process of doing business, of doing your uh, career, your work, and your home place? First of all, you need to define your territory. You know, whatever is what you are doing with your business or your career, the first thing you have to define is where you will do that. You need to define a territory a geographical area. Second, you need to define what is the crop. What is the thing that you are going to work with? The third thing is you need to understand that everything has a season. There are seasons for everything. Whatever business you are, you know there is a season. And of course, you have to be aware that there are potential enemies to your crops. So what are those potential enemies in your businesses? Remember, you have to keep watering your land, correct? And naturally, you have to get ready for the harvest. That means in whatever you do, you have to start preparing yourself for the moment when the harvest comes. And naturally, then you have to do the process of harvesting, which is the most exciting thing. So... In terms of business, you know, you do all your planning. You are aware that there, there are enemies for your businesses. You are aware there is a season. And then you are ready to, to finish the deal. You close the deal. You start getting your money. That is the harvesting, correct? You need to know how to do the harvesting. And finally, save money for the next season. Because you never know what is going to happen in the next season. You know, sometimes we are so excited with the results of our businesses, our transactions, our salary, our commission, or whatever, and we just forget to think that there is a new season and we don't know what is going to happen. Not, not all the seasons are great seasons. That's why you need to save for the next season. And actually, all that makes you an specialist, a specialist in your area. You cannot, in business, take care of so many things. There is so much. You know, whatever is your field. If it's computers, there is, there is a huge variety of options to do business in computers. And you know, in each field is the same thing. You need to become a specialist. And let me share with you four characteristics of a great specialist. In other words, the character of a person that will be successful. The first one is this person must be focused. Organized, focused, just paying attention to his business. Discipline, absolutely discipline. If you are not disciplined in your business, in your work, in your career, you are not going to make it. And you need to be teachable, which is where many people 
have trouble with. Some people are very smart and they learn things on their own. They read books, they research, etc., which is great. But not all the information that you need will come from internet. <laughs> it's not true. You have to be teachable. You need to mingle with other people more experienced than you and listen and learn. Ask the right question. You know what? I remember this is one of the things that one of my mentors told me when I was exactly at the beginning of my training as a minister. He said to me, this is a, a pastor with a large experience. So we meet every week. We are having breakfast. I remember Mondays, that was the day to meet. So we discuss what happened during the, during the service, etc., in our churches. And I remember we met. We are there sitting at the table eating breakfast. And then I start talking, telling him this and that. And then he let me talk. He ate his breakfast. And then he said, well, this is the first session that we have now that you are head pastor. Because initially I was an associate pastor. And then he said, now that you are a head pastor, well, this is the first one. And it was good eating and you telling me things. But I want to tell you something that I don't want you to forget. When we meet, you don't speak. You listen. And I was like, but I want to tell you things. I thought that you cared. I thought that you wanted to know. And he says, of course I care. And of course I want to know. But I want, more than anything, what I want you is to learn. If you keep talking, I will never be able to teach you anything. Teachable means you have to shush. When you meet with your mentors, when you meet with people with more experience, that is the time for you to listen and ask questions in all cases. Do not interrupt when the teacher is teaching you. Let me give you an example. Let's suppose we are in the kitchen and I am making a special guacamole, right? And I am trying to explain to you what are the ingredients and how, what is the process of making this guacamole that you love. And when I am starting to tell you the list of ingredients, you are interrupting me because you have questions. You know, first of all, you're going to upset me, first of all. And second of all, I'm going to quit. Because if you are not willing to learn by listening, why will I bother trying to teach you? You see that? In every context, when you are with your mentors, in your field, in your career, to be teachable means you don't speak. You sit down, ask questions, and learn. The key is writing down things. Write everything that you can. What is the recipe? Okay, what are the ingredients? How do I fix this equipment? How can I install this sophisticated software? How can I do whatever is what you do? You have to have a notebook and then very organize your notes by dates. And naturally, a person that is successful is a person with a vision, is a visionary, knows where it's going. This is my field. I'm going to dedicate my life to sell microphones, and this is my field. I will sell microphones. I'm going to learn everything about microphones, and I don't want to hear anything about drums. 
or TVs or anything. Only microphones. This is my field. And I'm going to focus on selling high quality microphones. And I'm going to find out everything about the cover of the microphone. I'm going to find out everything about the batteries the microphone has, brands, how to turn it on, what is the purpose of this button, what is, whatever. Because whenever I meet a client and he comes to me and says, hey, I'm interested in a microphone. Can you tell me something about it? Well, of course. I would like to share with you some things about the microphone. Right? Because you know. Focus. Discipline. You only read about microphones. But yeah, it's important to know about uh, metal buildings and uh, what about the weather and politics. Yeah, it's of course important. When you finish learning about microphones, then you can invest time doing other things. Do you understand that? That's the key. When you want to be successful, you need to focus on your business. You need to be disciplined. You get up a certain time in the morning and you work all day. You are disciplined. You have to be teachable because then you are going to become successful. You will be a visionary person doing great things in your business. Correct? It's easy. Just get it right. Okay. What is the second application of this scripture in Luke 9.62? It's God's kingdom. In God's kingdom, it's all about eternity. The reason why we get together in church is because we want to know more about God. We want to know him better. We want to understand much and much more about his kingdom, which eventually is the eternity of God, not this portion of our existence. So we're going to live, let's say, 80, 90, 100 years, whatever. Great. Whatever amount of years the Lord gives us, we will be happy, correct? But after that, it's going to be forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and forever and ever and ever and forever. <laughs> so our time in, in, on earth is, is a little portion of the whole thing. So in God's kingdom, it's all about eternity. Meaning, what is going to happen when we transition to heaven? And this is what I want to talk with you now. And I want you to come with me into this concepts. The first thing that I want you to understand that when you are in God's kingdom is that your life should be a sanctified life dedicated to God and heaven. What is the meaning of that? The meaning of that is that you are not going to participate in things that are not holy. What is the meaning of the word holy? Separated to God, consecrated to God, set aside for God. That is the meaning of the word holy. You are holy. You should be holy. I am holy. Holy Gian. <laughs> holy Kisha. <laughs> right? We are holy. Holy. We are dedicated to the Lord. In God's kingdom, if it's all about heaven, I need to have a sanctified life. I'm not going to do things that are not going in that direction in terms of eternity in heaven with the Lord, doing whatever he has there for us. No. Now, guys, don't misunderstand me here. 
don't you think that that means that you are not going to enjoy things in life? No, 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 no. You can enjoy your business, your career, your family, sports, getting together with your friends, traveling, whatever that is decent, of course. But your eyes are focused on the Lord and eternity. And you say, Lord, whatever you allow me to do in my life, I'll be happy and I'm going to enjoy it. But my eyes are on what's next. That is what I really want. That's why we say, first thing, we live a sanctified life dedicated to God and heaven. Okay, next thing. It's all about the future. The future. When we are in God's kingdom, in the house of God, when we are reflecting about God's word, we know that he is always leading us to believe that there is a future out there in heaven, in eternity, that is wonderful. Therefore, you do not look to the past. In fact, let's make it so simple. If we are walking, right, a simple walk, but we are not looking our path, if we are not paying attention to our steps, but we are looking to the past, to what is behind us, what is going to happen? An accident. Have you had those kind of accidents? <laughs> I have. Because I wasn't paying attention. For some reason, I was walking in this direction, but I was looking other side, and boom! We all make that mistake. Well, the Lord doesn't want us to be looking at the past. He wants us to be looking at the future. So when we are in the Lord Jesus Christ and everything is new, for real we are holy and we are focusing on eternity. But that doesn't mean that we don't remember things that happened in our previous life that gave us some pleasure in the flesh. Pleasures, pleasures of this world. Of course, we did bad things. We experienced things in the world, right? We, we, don't, we don't like the idea of sharing that with anybody because it's embarrassing. I'll be ashamed to share publicly things that I did in my life before I became a believer. You don't want to hear those things. You will say, and that's you? No, wait, wait, wait. That's not me. But the truth is, I did those things. What about you? So we don't need to, to continue thinking about those things in the past. And we say, oh, that was a nice thing. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you, you can't do that. You can't look back to the past. It's over. That doesn't exist. You are forgiven. Friends, in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Whatever happened in your life, whatever things you have done, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Say with me, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. It's over. You understand? You are free. But why in the world would you, knowing that you are forgiven, continue looking at the past and thinking, oh, that was great. I would like to do that again. Why, why would you do that? <laughs> that is a big contradiction of the scripture. So we need to focus on the Lord. 
on the future, on eternity. And every time you have a little thought about pleasures of this world that are not holy, you immediately are going to cast away those thoughts and you will say, I'm not going to think of that. I'm going to use my mind in a good way. I'm going to renew my mind and only think of good, noble, pure things. And you can do that when you are focused, second, and disciplined. Correct? And now we are being what? Teachable. Learning. Learning. The other thing about the future is that you do not compare your present to anything, which happens sometimes. Sometimes we are sitting here on April 2019, and we are comparing our situation, our current situation, with our past situations. And we are thinking, well, I remember such and such years ago, I had these things. How many times I have heard people telling me this story? They say to me, you know what? Five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever time ago, I had a big house. I had a nice car. I had a great job. I have a great family. And look where I am right now. Don't make that mistake. Don't compare your present to anything. Don't make that mistake because that is looking to the past. You have to forget about the past. Focus on the future. And what is the future? The future is about God. The future is about you being blessed. The future is about you learning things. The future is about you becoming more and more wiser and wiser and healthier and stronger, smarter, effective, productive. That's the future. You build the future, your own future. And applies to all areas, my friends. Applies to your spiritual life. Applies to your ability to think and learn. Applies to your marital status. Applies to your health. To your finances. To your relationships. Everything. You are blessed. The Lord is going to give you wonderful things. You only need to walk the walk. And be patient through the process. Like a farmer. You prepare the land. You do all the job, and eventually the plant starts to grow. And one day, you see the little trunk and the little leaves there, and then there is a tree, and boom, voila, one day the fruit, and then the harvest, and then the multiplication, because God wants to bless you incredibly. Remember, one day, I was in a worship service, and we were worshiping the Lord, singing songs to the Lord, I remember this particular girl, girl, lady, young girl, and she lifted up her hands and she was crying, so focused on God in that moment, right? It was beautiful. The service ended and at the end of the service, she started again praying. She lifted up her hands one more time and she stayed there. So I gave the benediction, the service ended, it's time to go. And here's this girl, still there. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to know what was happening. So I, I said, are you all right? Is everything fine? And she says, oh, yeah. Everything is just perfect. 
And they said, oh, great. Can I ask you, why are you, are you doing this? What's the reason why you are still there in, you know, receiving position? You know, like, you understand? Receiving position. <laughs> and she said, you know what? I was just thinking during the time that you were talking about how many blessings the Lord wants to give us. I was just thinking, I imagine God sending angels with big jars of uh, oil or something like that, she said. And they were passing by through all the chairs and just pouring into each individual more and more of that oil, all those blessings. I was just imagining that. And I said, that's a beautiful picture. I never thought about it. Tell me why I never thought of that. And she says, well, that was, that's what I was thinking. Sweetie, that is beautiful. And then I looked and I said, are, are they still there? <laughs> and she said, no, 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 it's not that. It's just that I thought about it. And then what? Well, then after that, I thought that many people didn't want to receive the oil and the blessings coming from God through the angels. And I said, well, that is a sad picture now. I don't like to hear that. Well, neither do I, but I just thought of that. You know, some people are just sitting there and they don't want to receive what God has for them for their future. Oh, gosh, that's so sad. She said, well, but you know what I thought? I thought, I'm going to pray one more time. And I said, dear Lord, whatever people don't want to receive, can I have it? <laughs> How many times the Lord is pouring out blessings into your life? And you are not opening yourself to receive those blessings. Because he is almighty. There is no limitations for him to bless you in any area. Things that you can't imagine he can do. In your career, in your business, in your health, in your relationships. The Lord can provide for you things that you, you will never think about. Things that are unthinkable to you right now. And he can send them to you. The whole thing is that you should be willing to receive. Develop that faith and think, God, Lord Almighty, I want more of you. I want more of you, and I am ready to receive all blessings you want to send me. Give it to me, Lord. <laughs> and if possible, give it to me now. <laughs> Correct? We want more and more. Look at the, to, to what happened here in Matthew 19, 29. Look what the Lord Jesus said to his disciples. Because they were arguing the fact of, Okay, well, we are here, you know, serving you, following you. Like many people are in churches in these days. They say, well, you know, we give money to the church. We do these things for the church. We work here. We do. We come. We did. And what about that? Well, the Lord knew very well what they were thinking. And he said this to the disciples. Everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children, or farms to follow me, will get much more than they left. And they will have eternal life. It's a promise there for every one of us. Whatever you, you live, 
meaning you stop adoring those things, you stop worshiping those things, you stop longing for those things, those things will not be your idols, your gods ever again. You just left those things and you focus on the Lord in eternity. This is what he says. Anyone who lives all those things will get much more than they left. The Lord was going to bring more things to you. People love happiness, health, joy, peace, the satisfaction that you did the right thing. <clears throat> you tell me it's not exciting to think about that, that the one day when we come to heaven and we are in front in the presence of God in his holy throne and we say, Lord, thank you. You brought me to heaven. Here I am. And then the Lord said, I love that you did what you did with your life. You surrendered to me. You gave me everything. You adored me with your whole heart. You never doubt. You trusted me. You did everything with so much love for me, for my kingdom, for the people. You are welcome to, to be here. Would you like to hear those words one day? I want that. Uh, that's, that's the whole objective of our Christian life, that we can picture God in eternity. That's why we do what we do. And then he says, you will receive much more than they left. In other words, it's also here in this planet that you will receive your rewards and your blessings. Some people think, uh, that won't happen to me. That happens to others, but never will happen to me. Some people, unfortunately, can't believe that for themselves. And sadly, they will not receive it because they didn't have the faith. They were doubting God's word. If it's a promise from God and you said, I don't believe it, you are doubting his word. Basically, you are saying, I don't believe that you can't do that. I don't believe that your words are true. I don't believe that you have the power. I don't think that you are able to do that. You see? It's sad. Oh, but you believe and you say, Lord, in your time, according with your will, the way that you want to bless me, you will bless me. And you make me happy anyways. And then, he says, they will have also eternal life. But read with me in 1930 of Matthew. <laughs> He says, the Lord Jesus said, many people who are first now will be last in the future. And many who are last now will be first in the future. Because today, people can be first. Meaning, they can be the owner of the company, the CEO of the, of the organization, the pastor of the church, the political leader you know, in the city, the head of this organization. People can be First, but it says, but many will be last in the future. Why? Why is that? Because all of us have the opportunity today here to serve God, to do things for him. It doesn't matter if you are the number one or number two or number five or number 100 in your organization. It doesn't matter. But when you do, do when you do things for the Lord that way, 
There is, there's a promise. Look what it says. The rest, the, the rest of the verse says, and many who are last now will be first in the future. <laughs> many people that are, if you want, invisible in the organization. There are companies where there are employees that are invisible, irrelevant for the owner because they are just the, you know, bottom line employees. But in the eyes of God, it's different. You can be in the bottom line of an organization. You can be invisible in your church, if you like. Irrelevant in the community, if you like. But that doesn't mean that the Lord is not watching what you are doing. The Lord watches your heart. He is looking at your heart, the intentions you have. In everything you do. And there is when he is going to do something amazing in your life. If we read one more time the passage in Luke 9.62. Listen to this. Jesus said, anyone who begins to plow a field but looks back is not prepared for God's kingdom. It's not prepared for God's kingdom. Maybe you never never have opened your heart to God and said God I need you in my life this is the opportunity that you have what if you today surrender to the good Lord and say God I'm here I need you what if you just surrender to him and said Lord here's my life I want to live for you I want to live for eternity if you want to do that I invite you there is a prayer coming in the screen Why don't you read it with me out loud? Dear God, I am sorry that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give me a new opportunity to restart my life. I need to change. Please help me, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for your forgiveness. I surrender to you, Lord. I love you, God. In the name of Jesus, in the cross, your life was bought. The blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, his death and resurrection gives you the forgiveness and you have eternal life in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we all can declare, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Friends, thank you for coming to church. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your family and friends. Amen. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served. I know, I know, I know, I know. so much your time invested with Victory Church. 
and or dust effects.